podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. No breaks, no breaks, no fear, no fear. The official British Speedway podcast. Coming up on this week's edition of No Breaks, No Fear, we've got all the reaction from the National Speedway Stadium as Dan Bewley retained his British Championship with back-to-back titles at the National Speedway Stadium. We'll hear from the man himself. I just kind of thought, you know, four at least, if you can get in it, you might be away. So uh, that was kind of a thought, but um, no, I kind of, I didn't really think there was any gate that was particularly, you know, anything special. But uh, you know, you had to get in the berm if you're going to go four. It was certainly a wet night, but an exciting night in Manchester. We've also got reaction from Steve Worrell as he heads to Cardiff. You know, not many people have have the opportunity to say that, to say that they've been in racing in a Grand Prix you know, event in front of however many fans are in the Principality Stadium. So, no, uh, definitely a career highlight for me. And we get the verdict of Kelvin Tatum. We did see some good racing. It was uh, an incredible effort. I don't think anywhere else, but apart from the National Speedway Stadium, we would have had any racing at all. And we've got reaction as well from some of the other fixtures that took place last week in the Sports Insure Premiership. And we'll also cover the Cab Direct Championship too, including action from last week at Glasgow, from Poole and... Recording this on the Tuesday, we're recording this at Plymouth after the Plymouth Gladiators have taken on the Red Car Bears. So reaction from there too. All on the way on this week's episode of No Breaks, No Fear. No Breaks, No Fear. The official British Speedway podcast. Welcome along to this week's episode of No Breaks, No Fear, the official British Speedway podcast. I'm Ian Brannan and this week... Well, we record the podcast in a Speedway Stadium. I'm at the Coliseum, the home of the Plymouth Gladiators, where Redcar have just beaten Plymouth 49 points to 41 in the Cab Direct Championship. More reaction from that fixture coming up later on, but we start at the National Speedway Stadium, where it was another thrilling night of entertainment in adverse weather conditions as Dan Bewley successfully defied his Sports Insure British final crown, emerging on top in a thrilling encounter in Manchester. Bewley and his rivals defying those weather conditions during the day to put on a spectacular show in those tough conditions, storming his first lap in the final from the outside, taking him to back-to-back titles. Possibly will be awarded. Yeah, not totally satisfactory though, yeah. after three laps, but Phil Griffin can do that. The runners-up spot went to Steve Worrell, a former Aces rider who was second for the second time in his career, and this time it was enough to book the wildcard spot for the British Grand Prix in Cardiff. And third place was a return to the rostrum for Ben Barker for the first time since 2014 in a welcome boost. 
for the Cab Direct Championship side, Plymouth. Richard Lawson just missing out on a top three finish after coming to grief in the final. Well, we can hear from all three who made the podium. Uh, we'll start, of course, with the winner, Dan Bewley, chatting to Phil Lanning. Yeah, you know, somewhat of a relief just to, uh, you know, it was a tough night, pretty sketchy track, and uh, just, just to go all the way, you know, it's... Uh, Pretty, it's pretty cool, you know, just the way the track was. It's uh, just that little bit special, you know. It's a little bit sketchy out there and uh, not an easy one. Is it more difficult for you because you're coming into this red-hot favourite suddenly and you're, it's like you've got Cardiff again, this, this expectation we've spoken about before. Is that tougher for you? to? Is this a new experience for you to have to deal with being the number one and being the guy, the target on the back? Yeah, you know, I feel like it's a different type of pressure. Um, you know, coming into a meeting where... You know, people might say you're the favourite. You know, you got to earn that that uh, that spot to be the favourite. But um, you know, when you got a track like tonight, I feel like uh, it's very important to. You know, it can go any way. Someone could easily get in front of you, and you can try to your heart's content, and you just can't get past. But uh, you know, it's just one of those nights where you have to do. Uh, you know, I think in the final, just put as much effort in, in you, as you can into the the first corner, and uh, just try and get your nose in front, really. Got well filled in, I think Sam Hagen on the fourth bend. The moments like that again on a night like this, it only has to happen like that, and you, you stone last. Yeah, you know, and that's where it can, uh, it can all be going in your favour and soon turn around on you. But uh, yeah, in that race, you know, I just got filled in by, by two of them, and then he came under me, and uh, I was whacked out, couldn't see a thing, and I could just hear that he wasn't really skidding, so I didn't really want to try and turn because I didn't know what was going to happen. So uh, I just trying to. Kind of, I think I stopped even skidding, pulled a roll off, looked, and he still sat there. And then, uh, yeah, I just tried to pick pick him off and get one point, and then uh, see what we can do after that. Your entire focus coming off four in the final must have been hit that burn. And once you hit that and you got across, you must have felt it's mine. Is that the, is that the toughest ten seconds of the night? To be honest, it was pretty tough knowing what gate to pick. Um, you know, especially riding here as a home rider, coming into heat, heat fifteen, I, I always feel like it's not. Uh, you know, there's no clear choice of what's the best gate here. And, uh, you know, looking towards the final, you know, I was looking at it before my last race and kind of thinking what gate would I like. And um, I just kind of thought, you know, four at least, if you can get in it, you might be away. So uh, that was kind of a thought. But, um, no, I kind of, I didn't really think there was any gate that was particularly, you know, anything special. But, uh, you know, you had to get in the berm if you're going to go four. It must have been nice when you felt that when you got there. <laughs> it wasn't real nice in the middle of the first corner, I can tell you that much. Um, I wasn't sure if I was going to actually turn it. So, uh, But no, once we'd kind of got the first lap out of the way, then I was kind of, you know, and kind of breathe a little bit after that. Just finally, you've to win a second British title, you join people like Gary Havelock, Kelvin Tatum, Simon Wigg. There's, you're getting into realms of legendary status. How many do you want to win? Is this something that's just close to you to go on and win? Because we've seen Ty has won three and he's stopped and Robert's won one and stopped. Will you carry on and keep winning? Yeah, you know, for sure it's cool to be part of that group, but, um, you know, I don't really see it as much as, you know, something I want to win again and again and again. You so know, Scott Nichols is safe, is that what you're saying? Well, um, but at the same time, I'm not saying I don't want to race it next year. You know, it's just more um, to get the first win, that was pretty special. And then, um, you know, fr from now on, it's just what it is. You know, I'll hopefully still be here every year and contend for it, but uh, I mean, just you, the first you one. This is a great opportunity for you to go on and win. You could win more than Scott. Sure. I mean, going into history has been the most wins, right up above Major, Briggs, everyone. Yeah, but to be honest, it's not something I really set my heart on. You know, I kind of feel like uh, one chocolate cake's enough sometimes, and just after that, it 
it's not that you're greedy, but you know, it's not, nothing's ever going to compare to that first one. Did you say one shortcake's enough? Yeah, well, shortbread, chocolate cake, you know, cheesecake. Is that a Cumbrian thing? Whatever, mate. Even carrot cake, I quite like that. But, you know, just that first one, nothing will ever compare to, you know, the, the kind of, uh, you know, I feel like you work and work for it. And then, uh, you know, you can win it again and again, but nothing will ever like that first time. So, uh, but no, for sure, that does, that's not saying that I'm not going to try and wind up here next year. Just finally, how will you celebrate tonight? Uh, tonight, it's... Uh, Try and get an early night if I can. I've got a big day planned tomorrow. I've gone uh, bike park Wales, mountain bike place. Uh, just checking out the scenes before Cardiff GP. It was an excellent night for Steve Worrell, getting himself second place for the second time. Of course, as we mentioned earlier, though, bagging that spot at Cardiff. It'll be him that will be cheering for come the 2nd of September at the Principality Stadium. And I caught up with Stevie Worrell as well. Yeah, obviously... Falling short to Dan's not uh, something to go home and cry about, but you know he's, he's Dan Bewley, he's fantastic, and especially around here. But you know the the icing on the cake, I guess, is we're off to Cardiff. Um, you know, not many people have have the opportunity to say that, to say that they've been in racing in a Grand Prix you know, event in front of however many fans they in the Principality Stadium. So now uh, definitely a career highlight for me. Absolutely, you know, you're going to be racing against Schmarschlick, you know, the very best in the world. Yeah, who's that? Who's he? Well, he's some guy from Boland who's sort of won a few things. Yeah, I've never heard of him. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, no, that's it, you know, like you just get them. <laughs> there's one guy there straight away, you know, but uh, if I've got one thing, if there's one thing that I'm good at, it's gating. And if you can get good at Cardiff, you might score a few points. So, yeah, I'll go there, just be me, enjoy myself and see what happens you're going to have a massive following obviously from both Poole and uh, and Wolves you know you're going to have a lot of people behind you you're going to have a big cheer when you come out every time and you know it's, it's just getting doing as, as well as you can as you say gating is, is, is part of it but the sort of track that is at Cardiff it, it sort of does favour the British rider yeah uh, hopefully it's not it's not like it was last year where it was like a, a bit of a mess But um, it's not going to be like last year no <laughs> No, I'm, I'm almost certain that they won't want to. They won't want it to be like that. But no, like you say, it favours British lads. You know, we, we, well, I, when I practiced uh, back in, I think it was 2017. I was going to say, like have you was, been there in like, you know, they, they have a practice sessions and stuff, yeah, haven't they? So I, well, I was reserved the year that no one ever did anything. Like no one, every single year before and after that, I think someone's hit the tapes or someone's pulled out or something's happened. And the one year I did it, nothing happened. So I kind of just sat in the pits all night, but. You know, go back for some redemption, I guess, and I can actually give it a good crack. What would be your aim? What would be a good night at Cardiff? Uh, realistically, you know, just enjoy myself. You know, go there, have fun, soak it all up. Uh, just, like I say, just be me, you know, just, just go there and have some fun. That's, you, that's all I want to get from it. You're going to have a lot of support, Stevie, and well done on, on tonight. But tell us about... This evening at Bellevue, obviously conditions were very, very tricky indeed. Um, everybody made the best of what they could, but you, you um, obviously, you got yourself here. So tell us about the night. Yeah, like you say, um, conditions was very tough. Um, you know, we was all sat in the pits 10 minutes before, still thinking, is this going to go ahead? And all of a sudden, someone cracks the whip and we're all, we've all got our helmets on. But um, everyone can see, you know, it weren't 
It weren't great. I don't think there was many overtakes, if there was any. Um, but that's just a, you know, you, that's what happens when it when it rains so much. You get track gets so heavy. Uh, you just got to ride smart, and I feel like that's what I did all night. I rode smart. You know, I didn't really do anything that I didn't need to do. Um, and also sometimes things just work in your favour, you know, like I, I looked at my draw before the meeting even started and two gate fours, I was thinking, oh, you know, like usually two gate fours at Bellevue, you, you got your work cut out, but obviously the way the track was tonight, it set me up for a good run round the first corner and made life a little bit easier. So it's just one of them things, you know, sometimes it's your night and I guess tonight was mine and the reward for that is uh, I'm off to Cardiff. Yeah, and it, you know, it's a fantastic achievement. I know that obviously Dan's retained the British title, which is a rare thing to do in itself, you know, retaining a British title. But for you yourself, you know, second best thing, you know, you're, you're, you're going to be going to Cardiff now and you've got something to look forward to in a couple of weeks from now. Yeah, and I'm glad it's not too far away because it's one of them things that I guess will like loom over, you know, you're preparing and sorting things out. So I didn't want it to be one of them things that's kind of going to loom for it. I remember when Charles did it and there was a, a big gap and I kind of... Well, Charles said he had like two months to think about it. Yeah, and he, he was panicking that he was going to crash and get injured and, you know, whatever. So I like, don't want none of that. Literally just do what I do and between then, then and now it'll be what it'll be. Get things organised and see everyone there. And, and a word to your sponsors, your fans, anybody you want to go mention to? Right now? I have so many helpers and um, you know, there's a lot of companies who all have been with me for majority of them have been with me, been with me for a very long time. Um, you know, they all know who they are. They've, they've they've backed me from almost day one, I guess you could say. Um, you know, we go through it all. We've had uh, you know been down at, at a tough time. You know, coming back from injuries and whatever. Then you you get the highs now, and obviously it it all it all makes it worth it. So no, but. You know, without them lot helping along the way, you know, I guess you can say I wouldn't, I wouldn't be here really. So, you know, there, there's a lot of people who, you know, they they really help out, and you know, a big, a big one who does majority of the work for me is my mechanic. So, you know, I, I like a, an extended thank you to Neil and his his family, you know, because they they do go above and beyond and do so much for for me, helping me out. So, you know, it's nice to be able to give him the reward now and he'll he'll come to Cardiff with me too and the family so it'd be great. Good luck Stevie. Yeah thank you. Third on the step then was Ben Barker um, first time he's made a podium place since 2014 and earlier here at Plymouth I caught up with Ben Barker uh, Ben since we had this conversation uh, had an accident in the meeting here at Plymouth which has led to him having some damage to his collarbone or shoulder not sure yet but the thinking is that that could well end his season the injury that he sustained here tonight but uh, here he is speaking before the meeting and reflecting on that third place at the National Speedway Stadium. Tell us about the British final obviously the conditions are fairly tricky from the outset but it seemed to be a track that in the end sort of fell in your favour a bit because you got yourself through to the final there. That's what it's about, isn't it? When the track gets difficult, it's uh, just getting on with it. So that's what we've done. Um, track was difficult, the ride's done great, and the management done well to get the meeting on, to be fair. Um, but like I say, when it got difficult, it played into my hands. 
There were obviously talks about whether the track was was suitable or not, whether the meeting was going to be on. Phil Morris and the track staff, as you mentioned, there got everybody together and and, and got everything uh, going. The, the track seemed to develop quite well after the first sort of four or five heats, didn't it? Just made a big dirt line, didn't it? You know, you just had to you had to get on it, and that was it. You know, and. Uh you got there first or second that's where you could you could stay so that, that, that was the key was just getting to that dirt line how far through the meeting was it where you really felt you had a, a big chance here in that in that night after four rides i wanted to pull out i couldn't hold on but the adrenaline yeah the adrenaline was keeping me going and then to get through to the final obviously it's a big shot you're a tough lineup of course the riders there the best on the night but getting yourself on the podium a good finish yeah it's a british final they're all tough aren't they all the rides so we um, just done what we had to do. Got, to, got. We was hoping to go straight to the final, but we didn't. We had to go through the semi. But um, we done what we had to do in the semi. Second, second's good enough. And then it was all about the final. If I, I wish I, if I hadn't had a warning, I think I could have had a better chance at the start. But I obviously was on a warning, so I had to be eighth. Did you think that was a harsh warning? Was it fair warning? No, it's a fair warning. I, I, I moved, so it's a fair warning. Okay, and uh, we're speaking here tonight. The sun is out at Plymouth. At the, the time of uh, recording this, it's been a, been a bit of a while since you've had yeah, a home a home meeting. Twentieth of June, it was. Yeah, no, finally the sun's out, so uh, we'll go and get some racing done. Good stuff. Well, well done, Ben. Great night, great entertainment. Cheers, thank you. Well, here at the Coliseum, the meeting has since finished. Unfortunately, it didn't end well for Ben Barker. He was withdrawn from the meeting with a suspected either a broken collarbone or a broken shoulder. They're still working out at this moment in time of recording to find out more details but it certainly does look like potentially Ben Barker's season could now be over what a 24 hours it's been for Ben Barker we'll have more reaction from the Coliseum here after the Plymouth Gladiators finally got a home meeting on the first one since the the 20th of June as I mentioned in that interview with Ben Barker but um, it was a close run thing unfortunately I think that injury to Ben Barker costing the Gladiators ultimately but more reaction to come and we'll hear from James Pearson who finally made his debut uh, for the Gladiators and we'll hear from Gavin Parr from the Red Car Bears in part three. Coming up in the next part of No Breaks No Fear we will uh, get some more reaction from those who were in attendance at the British final, the Sports Insure British final at the National Speedway Stadium. I went on a bit of walk around the Peter Craven suite at Bellevue and see how I could bump into and well a couple of people I bumped into were Calvin Tatum and Simon Stead, uh, amongst others, and we'll hear from them in the next part of No Breaks, No Fear. No Breaks, No Fear, the official British Speedway podcast. Welcome back, I'm Ian Brannan, and this week we're recording the podcast at the Coliseum, the home of the Plymouth Gladiators. Usually we make the podcast on a Tuesday, you see, and I'm in Plymouth, so uh, this is where we need to record it. So you've got the sound in the background of of the tractors going round putting the track right again after the encounter between the Plymouth Gladiators and the Red Car Bears in fact that's Mark Phillips driving the tractor in the background the uh, promoter here at Red Car and more on that to come we will uh, hear reaction from James Pearson and Gavin Parr in the next part but right now we're going to get more reaction from the Sports Insure British final where at the National Speedway Stadium Dan Bewley won the night but there were so many other stories as well I caught up with a few people who were in attendance watching on soon we'll hear from Shane Parker uh, ran into him so I'll have a chat with Shane Parker uh, also uh, Ryan Douglas Simon Steads in a moment who was on uh, commentary with Kelvin Tatum and Kelvin was the first person I had a chat with and uh, here he is 
in the bar afterwards reflecting on the Sports Insure British final in Manchester. We did see some good racing. It was uh, an incredible effort. I don't think anywhere else, but apart from the National Speedway Stadium, we would have had any racing at all. You know, the amount of rain that we've had t today has been just extraordinary. So, you know, credit to everybody and the riders, of course, because there would have been some, uh, some serious concerns about the conditions out there, but they knuckled down and we saw some, some really good racing. and. Uh, and tremendous commitments. You just see riders like Chris Harris, Charles Wright, Carl uh, Howarth. I mean, they were giving their, their all. So um, I think it lived up to all the expectations. I think as well, you know, whilst the weather played a part, it was also a bit of a leveller as well yeah. and gave, gave chances to riders. And we've seen now Steve Worrell heading a Cardiff. I mean, yeah. I, I spoke to him before the meeting. You know, this was one of his lifetime dreams to, to, to do that. And then I know he didn't win on the night, but... He's now going to be going to Cardiff, racing against Bardos Schmarschlick and, and having a shot, a shot at the top table. I mentioned it actually when he was on the rostrum. It's a special moment for him. He hasn't won the championship. Of course he wanted to be British champion, but it's hardly a consolation prize, really. So for him to go to the British Grand Prix is extra special. I'm sure he'll relish that and really it'll probably be one of the weekends of his life. Um, I think when we talk about performances tonight, not just Steve Wall, Ben Barker, I mean, cocky. Yeah. Nobody was predicting that. He's, he's outperformed. He's certainly punched above his weight tonight. I think Simon Lambert, I mean, yeah. Lambert going into his last race certainly had an opportunity to get into the semi-final. So, uh, well done to him. Would have been a very romantic story if Chris Harris could have followed through, Adam Ellis. So, you know, there was, there was storylines everywhere. So... Um, the British final, even though we had a few changes to the lineup, still, still came through. And as I say, the National Speedway Stadium did itself proud because we wouldn't have been racing elsewhere. No question about that. So, yeah, pleased to be here and thoroughly enjoyed it. It was a night, and you know, we fancied from the start this would be a night for those true British racers, you know, the, 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 the ones that aren't f uh, afraid to stick it in the dirt, go around the boards, get themselves a bit mucky. And, and, and that's how it proved, really. Obviously, Dan Bewley being the winner on the night, back-to-back -back British champion. Not many people have done that. But obviously now, you know, Steve Worrell, Richard Lawson were all in the mix. Dan Ben Barker, as you say, you know, it was, it was a night for the, the true grit. It was. And we saw it on display on, with numerous riders, you know, Howarth, Lambert, Adam Ellis started like a house on fire. I think Harris also turning his night around with two third places and then three consecutive wins. That was a great effort. And for a moment, I thought maybe, you know, the Midas touch was there and he was going to go all the way. But I think it was a credit to uh, British Speedway and the fact that, you know, how everybody just dug in and did the business. So, as I say, it was, um, it was tough to bits that the meeting went ahead. And we got a good outcome. I think Dan Bewley, the red-hot favourite, came through in flying colours. Stevie Worrell going to the British Grand Prix is terrific. But as I say, I think it reflects well on British Speedway tonight. And on to Cardiff, obviously the next Grand Prix round. You've seen all the Grand Prix rounds uh, in, in, in the world so far. Um, Cardiff offers something slightly different. Of course, it's, the, it's, it's undercover, number one. The biggest indoor arena in Europe. Um, bigger than Poland. I know people are starting to put focus on, on Warsaw, but Cardiff is still a bigger stadium. Um, there are changes to the track, I understand. They're going to make it a bit bigger, a bit wider, a bit more racing. They're having a test event beforehand, so it sets up for a, gr a good Grand Prix. Yes, uh, last year 
Dan Beauty winning obviously was is hugely important. was a was a fabulous achievement by him. But the track conditions were far from ideal. Um, from what I'm hearing, uh, with the changes to the track, making it wider, um, new material coming in, all those things are positive. I'd like to think that people will regain their confidence and come back to Cardiff and and support it royally. We've got three genuine contenders to win, and you know, as you say. There's something special about the Principality Stadium. It's a cosy stadium. You sort of steeped uh, tiers of of, uh, of grandstands, so you're close to it. The roof is closed, so it has that intimacy and the intensity that really builds in there. I've been lucky enough to be there. I don't know, 20 times. And you've ridden it. Yeah. In the past, yeah. I that's, have. that's a pretty experience. I know. Yeah. Obviously, not not in anger, but no. you've you've ridden it. No, I have, and. And, and that was in itself was was a joy to do and it is quite quite special place to ride and I think that it has its own challenges particularly when the roof is closed you know the boys have to really think about their setups but I'm thoroughly looking forward to it and I hope last year was stinking hot there I don't know <laughs> it was the hottest day ever wasn't it yeah it was it and was... they only had one bar open <laughs> not ideal but <laughs> I'd like to think that we're going to have a successful British Grand Prix and let's hope we have another British winner. You know, Ty Wolfenden got awfully close last weekend and I felt for him in the final. But um, Dan Bewley, can he do the double? You know, he's certainly looking. And Robert Lambert, I think he's getting close. He didn't do quite so well in Riga, but let's hope that he can do the business for himself and for the British fans in just under three weeks' time. And Wolfie, obviously never won it yet. He, he, he obviously desperately wants to win that one. He does indeed. I, I, I suspect probably his teammate in Poland, Bewley winning last year, I sense that he would love to do that. You know, in 2018, we saw some footage tonight with Bartosz Marslik winning there and just coming up, although he went on to win the World Championship, there's no question that I'm sure Wolfenden would love to win in Cardiff. And heading into now the, uh, you know, we're nearly in September now, um, playoffs starting to hot up. We're sort of getting a picture of really who's going to be in the playoffs in the British in British Speedway now. Um, Bellevue obviously leading the way at the moment. Who who Who's your money on so far? Well, Bellevue have done remarkably well. I didn't think they'd be quite as strong this season. I thought. I know you said at the start of the season, you thought, well, maybe they've made a few too many changes and maybe it might not balance out. I thought them, they would miss Sagar. I thought that mm. third heat leader, established rider, might just make them a bit vulnerable in the middle order. But they've had tremendous success with uh, Jamin Lidsey. He really has come good. And I think that that's made up the difference. That's made the difference. They're leading from the front. I think Sheffield will have a huge part to play. Leicester and Wolverhampton have the capabilities. But for me, if you put me on the spot, I, I sense it might be a repeat of last year's final. Ipswich have been on a fantastic run, but I, I just think they've raced too many meetings and they're going to need somebody to capitulate. You know, they're going to need Sheffield, Wolverhampton or Leicester to capitulate and, and I don't really see that. Leicester have made a few changes which I'm not sure about, but I think Bellevue and Sheffield might just be the ones that uh, battle it out in the end, but we will see. But Sheffield now, obviously, they've got Woofy in the side. Mm. They're looking to keep Woofy, from what I understand. Jack Holder set to come in, Tobias Musilak set to come in. That would be a strong three, wouldn't it, if they managed to keep the three? I don't know if that's possible, but if it is, then that would be... <laughs> well, then in that case, then moving towards the playoffs, that could be the difference. We saw it with Robert Lambert last year coming into the Bellevue team. That really was the catalyst for them to go on and win, so... Um, maybe they'll get revenge this time around, but 
you know, that top three is, is dynamite, isn't it? You know, that's quite irresistible. Kelvin Tatum then reflecting not only on the Sports Insure British final, but also uh, the upcoming uh, playoffs and uh, the business end of the Sports Insure Premiership season. Um, we'll get more reaction from a couple of the meetings in the next part of the podcast, including from Sheffield, who were in action against uh, Leicester last week. Um, so reaction from Ty Woffenden and Simon Stead to come. But first of all, I ran into Steady after the meeting. He was commentating with Kelvin and uh, he reflected on the British final as well. And uh, a look ahead to uh, life at Sheffield also. British Speedway really getting it on tonight. I mean, obviously the weather conditions weren't great, but um, we got some good racing in the end, actually. And um, I think obviously Dan Bewley, first of all, getting the win, but Steve Worrell also claiming a spot in Cardiff. Yeah, I think first and foremost, well done to everybody involved today. Riders, um, promoters here at Bellevue, certainly the track staff, Andy, Meredith and his team. They've done a fabulous job of getting this meeting on. Uh, I don't think anywhere in the, else in the country would have been able to get a racetrack fit for a British final uh, in the circumstances. So um, lots of people pulling in the right direction today to make sure we, we got a, a British final um, on a good stage. So been great racing um, which you don't expect in the circumstances with the conditions um, full commitment from everybody out there uh, deserving winner in, in, in Dan Bewley Stevie was, has now achieved something in going to Cardiff that he'll never forget that will be amazing for him uh, he'll enjoy it um, I think he can, he can go and mix it in that occasion um, I wish him well for that uh, and he deserved his place and a, and a special mention for Ben Barker because I, I don't think anybody saw him making the the podium he's ridden exceptionally tonight and deserved his place in there and deserves his place on the rostrum i think it was always going to be a white knuckle night wasn't it you know it was going to be about the 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 riders who really wanted to get the the, the wheel in the dirt tonight it was going to be a, a mucky night it was not going to be an easy slick night um as you say you know ben barker possibly an underrated talent in british speedway he's got himself on the rostrum in the british final in in, in 2023 um Steve Worrell, for him, you know, this is, I know, a dream come true. I know he hasn't achieved the British title, but he's going to be going to Cardiff, lining up against Bartosz Schmarschlik and, and the very best in the world. Um, and he was also one of your choices in the squad for, for, the, for the World Cup. And, it, and people maybe sometimes question that, but it, it sort of backs that up. Yeah, he's, look, he's, he's, he's going really good. So uh, I think that, I think... The, the, the guys in the final uh, had to work hard for their achievements. I think looking at the gate positions, it could have gone anywhere. Dan had to work really, really hard. We know he was, uh, he was, a, he, he was a standout favourite. There's no denying that. He was a standout favourite. Um, the rest of it could have gone anywhere. And I, and I think you just saw lads who... Obviously, this meeting still means a lot too and you saw them putting everything on the line and you can't want for more than that you know when uh, when they're putting their heart and soul on the line and giving it everything the conditions were tricky they need they needed full commitment from them in order to achieve any sort of result and and we saw that in in bucket loads tonight so it was a it was a, a fitting meeting i think i think dan deserved his win i'm pleased for that um but i'm also pleased for for the rest of them there was there was plus points for a lot of riders in that field tonight on a personal note now, looking at Sheffield, looking at the, the, the sort of week ahead, you must be really happy with how things went last time out for Sheffield. Woofy, 
hitting the ground running. Um, he, he couldn't do much better, really, as far as a signing's concerned. You knew he would be good, but you must be really happy with how things turned out on the first night at Allerton. Well, that's yeah. Look, Ty, Ty Wolford did um, did everything and more than than we expected from him. But that's 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 difficult um, in the circumstances. He was coming to Bellevue. That he's not ridden for. Uh, for quite a long time, his first meeting here was 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 tough. Sheffield, he's not ridden for a long, long time, and um, and and he produced, and that's what we need him to do because we can't afford any slip-ups as a team. We cannot afford any slip-ups. So Ipswich are putting us under pressure with the results that they're getting. So we know that we need to carry on being uh, as good as we've been recently. Uh, I think Bellevue was a, a little slip-up against a very good Bellevue team, but. Um, other than, than the result here, we've been very, very good um, everywhere. So we need to continue that form. We need to keep uh, our best foot forward and, uh, and, and, and try and cement ourselves in the, in the playoffs because then obviously uh, it's, it's game on when we get to the, to the playoffs. Well, it might have been the night for British Speedway, but what about the watching on Australians? Because, of course, they were not in action. Well, we got one legend and one current legend. Ryan Douglas in a moment, but first of all, I caught up with Shane Parker, who's back over here at the moment and taking in some speedway. Yeah, it's been good to come back. It's been a long time away from the sport. Um, racing's been exciting. It's been pretty hard, I think, for the guys with the conditions. Uh, been in Manchester pretty much all day and it hasn't stopped raining. So, uh, our TV match, it's, there's a lot of pressure to get it on, and I think all the boys don't really where to ride. There's a few accidents, which is, is sort of expected under these conditions, but very enjoyable meeting and uh, good finish in the end. I think considering the weather conditions, you say we had like a severe weather warning in place for Manchester. Manchester not known for being like a sunny location, really, at uh, the best of times, but I think a lot of people thought that um, tonight might be a washout, but they got the meeting on and we, we saw good racing. Yeah, there was good racing in the end. I mean, I think it was a racer's track at the end of the day. There's some dirt out wide. Dan showed that in the final, I think, you know, um, high, wide and handsome. So, no, they done well to get it on. It was, I think it was a great, exciting meeting and had a ball. It's good to catch up with the old faces as well. Yeah, I was going to say, what, 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 how's it been over here for you? Yeah, it's been good. I've only been here a couple of weeks, uh, 11 years since I've been back here and um, thoroughly enjoyed it. So it's a great National Stadium Speedway I got here and... Yeah, it's been good. So, got another couple of weeks here, so hope to get to a few more meetings and see a few more faces. Yeah, and what sort of stuff are you up to these days? Um, four years ago, I had a cardiac arrest. Yeah, and, I was going to um, say, that was a bad yeah. situation, right? So, at the moment, I'm, uh, I'm not working. I'm, I'm on insurance from the cardiac arrest, so just taking each day as it comes and uh, appreciating it a lot more than I used to. Yeah, absolutely. Well, lovely to see you, Shane, and uh, hope you enjoyed tonight. Anyway. No worries. Great for chat. Thank you. Awesome. Thanks a lot. No Dougie, can we have a good chat? Oh, Go on, Dougie. Thank you. Ryan. <laughs> awesome. Dougie, Ryan Douglas, um, obviously you're an Australian, so you know Australians in tonight, but um, British final, what, what do you reckon tonight? Yeah, no, obviously uh, Rory's done it, so I was thinking I might have to get the, the residency sorted and I'll be in next year. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can, you can have a go. <laughs> nah, not really, but it was yeah, it was an entertaining meeting. Obviously, I've seen the rain as well, like everyone's seen, and uh, I was a bit optimistic if it was going to run, but I think the racing, like considering, was really good and the boys were really hanging it out there. So, yeah, I was really happy I come actually and watched and uh, fair play to everyone. And, and I've seen Dan, he wanted that in that final and then squeezed around and got the win. And, and your teammate Steve Worrell heading a Cardiff. 
Yep, I've seen that. I'm pumped for Stevie, really. He's, um, yeah, he's been riding well lately, so I, I kind of had my money on him in the final. I thought he can either win it or, or pop, get the second, so yeah, I'm stoked for him, and I'll, I'll be in Cardiff cheering him on. Well, that concludes our roundup of the action at the National Speedway Stadium for the Sports Insure British Final. And it'll be Steve Worrell who heads to the Principality Stadium as that wild card taking on the very best in the world. And I'm sure he won't be short of support on the night. In the next part of No Breaks, No Fear, we'll round up a few of the meetings from last week, including not only in the Premiership, but also the Cab Direct Championship as well. And from here, Plymouth where the Gladiators have been defeated by the Red Car Bears tonight, all on the way on No Breaks, No Fear. No Breaks, No Fear, the official British Speedway podcast. Welcome back, and this week we record the podcast at Plymouth, the Coliseum, the home of the Plymouth Gladiators, who tonight have been defeated by the Red Car Bears in the Cab Direct Championship, and we'll start there. Uh, where uh, the results this evening was uh, 49-41 in favour of the Red Car Bears. The Red Car Bears also taking the aggregate bonus point as well. And at the time of recording, that moves them up to third in the Cab Direct Championship. It was a closely fought contest, perhaps marred by the injury in Heat 12 to Ben Barker, who suffered uh, injuries to, uh, not sure yet, perhaps his collarbone or his shoulder. He's gone for further investigation, but either way, it looks like uh, it could be something that's going to keep him out for uh, quite a while and uh, coming only 24 hours after reaching uh, the third step on the podium at the National Speedway Stadium in the British final. So, some reaction to come from this victory. We'll start with the victorious manager, Gavin Parr of the Red Car Bears. Victory on the night, victory overall for the Red Car Bears. Moves you up the table, I think, to third, at least at the time of recording this. You've got a busy week ahead, though, but to come here to Plymouth, they started well, you started even better, though. Yeah, it, it, it all went sort of according to planning. We, um, you know, we had a game plan. We knew when we were going to sort of, you know, who we were going to play in what sort of, you know, rider replacement roles. And um, yeah, it worked really, really, really well. Some, some you win, some you lose. You know, you, you throw your, your dice or you, you deal your cards. You know, I'm there to be shot at. But I think tonight the sort of the changes and the things all worked uh, absolutely spot on. It was difficult for you because, of course, you lost Charles Wright um, eight o'clock in the morning. You got the call that he sustained an injury at the British Grand Prix, of course. Um, and then your day then, talk us through that because you, you spent the day ringing around all riders that, that could and you couldn't get anyone and you had to stick with rider replacement. Yeah, I've got a list literally on my phone, which is basically every rider that I tried this morning. Charles told me a quarter to eight that he, he just was too sore. So, yeah, the, the ringing around started. It, 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 the Cook brothers, I, I tried both the Cook brothers. Um, I've, I've got a list, a big list of riders that I tried. And what I've got to, you've got to also realise is you've got to get somebody who's going to score more than, say, Danny King, Eric Riss, Connor Bailey and Daniel Stroke. Uh, Jason Edwards you know and that to me that would normally score you seven points eight points at least so you've got to get somebody you know there's no good going for five point men at number one that's just you know it's a bit you are always taking the risk you one rider down another injury that's another card that you're sort of playing but yeah t tonight you know it, it, it worked out I still would have much rather had a number one because I think the public you do the public out of a service without a number one and I, and I apologize but as I say at the end of the day it, it worked tonight 
And uh, right replacement got got eight for you, as you said. So you know, it, it, it did work out by that regard. Uh, if you if you got a guest who scored eight, you're probably fairly happy with that. Absolutely, yeah. So, some of the guests we were getting was you know the, the seven point men, and then they they won't have been to Plymouth for ages. You know what I mean? So yeah, it, it worked. As I say, some, some sometimes they work, sometimes they don't. And, and tonight, I think I'm I'm pretty happy that everything everything we tried sort of worked. And what about Eric Riss? He's he's really just blasted off, hasn't he, the last couple of weeks? And tonight, 14 plus one for him here. Um, a trickier track than many. He's probably more associated with going big. He does the long track. He likes going fast, but obviously different skills here. But he was just quick out of the start, wasn't he, tonight? Yeah, you know, this is, I, I need to get this out on record. Um, basically, what, what happens is I've, I've put Eric at number four. And a few people have sort of said, oh, Connor Bailey's now the heat leader at number three. That's far from the truth. The idea is that I've got Eric for heat 14, which worked away at Birmingham, and it's worked here again tonight. To have Eric Riss in heat 14 makes us so stronger. Earlier on, when Charles was riding at number three, Connor wasn't strong enough in heat 12 to, to hold his own, where now he's given us that confidence and that fact that, that actually in heat 12 he can hold his own. So we've then got obviously one and five and 13, we've got Eric Riss for 14, and then we've got obviously one and whoever in 15. So yeah, you know, Eric being at number four, don't take that as him being dropped to number four. You know what I mean? That's, that's one of my plans that, that Jamie and Jade, the promoters, have gone with. You know, the, the, the backed us on it. And, and again tonight, I think it worked because heat 14, we got the all important and 5-1 which basically won with a meeting and Jason Edwards um, big performance at the end three rides on the bounce but nailing those performances as well and, and sealing the points in the end yeah that, that's awful you know, I, I hate giving people three off the trot but I just thought in that heat 13 that he could maybe mix it on the first bend Danny was off gate four which was you know, awful by that time of the night. So I needed somebody to mix between their one and three. Um, Daniel rode really well tonight. I just thought Jason was trapping a little bit better. So the idea was he he would hopefully get to that first bend in the mix and, and, and cause a little bit of, of trouble. Then, to be fair, he'd had 13, so he was back out in 14. He knew exactly what the track conditions were like. And then he, he jumps away, jumps to starting and gets a 5-1. And you're back home again on Friday um, when you've got, you've got Birmingham as the visitors. But going back to your last home meeting, what an incredible day because the track record went twice. Uh, Connor Bailey now the track record holder at the Echo Arena but that, that was quite a night there very fast very fast night yeah the, the track we've, we've been hoping for a track like this for, for a good couple of months and um, Johnny what track man is absolutely brilliant he works tirelessly and he's been about 99% there the, the, the last couple of home matches on Friday it was 100% how all the guys like it it's deep it's got lots of dirt on it which to be fair in modern day speedway it doesn't happen that often but that's our probably a little bit of home track advantage that everybody loves coming to the echo arena and racing so we need some advantage to give our lads a little bit of a, and that's basically put a, put a bit of dirt on get the guys hanging off the air fence and it makes a great spectacle for the crowd to be fair good stuff well, well done tonight and uh, look forward to seeing you the rest of the week cheers pal thanks a million and making his long-awaited home debut uh, on Tuesday night was James Pearson. He's had to wait six meetings he's had rained off. Finally, he got there and won his first heat and caught up with James Pearson afterwards as well. Yeah, it's uh, very good, you know. I um, haven't ridden here in so long. Uh, I think it's like four or five months back to when I was with Birmingham. Or I know it's in the early of the year, but um, yeah, it was really good to just get out that gate. And, you know, Jason come on me a bit, but, you know, that's racing and, uh, yeah, pushed him wide a bit and then... Yeah, it was good. Very good. How do you find this track? It's obviously a much... <laughs> ben Trigger. Um, it's obviously a much smaller track than, than many. Certainly a lot smaller than Perry Bar. 
lot smaller than uh, Bellevue, for example, where you've ridden with the Colts there, and, and, and so a different different set of skills here. Yeah, you know, you really need to focus on the start and uh, just just get that gate most importantly, and um, you obviously want to you want to be on the throttle as most as you can, but you also have to lean the bike over pretty far down to to turn the bike and put some pressure on your right and left foot. So uh, yeah, it's it's a it's a lot different technique. You well, I stay over the bike because I don't want it to lift on me, and uh, but at like Bellevue, it's just just like. It's a lounge chair, you know, it's so much fun. You just, like, go wide and lean back, and, uh, yeah, it's a different style. Good score for you tonight, though. Piled some points on the board and for your first appearance here. Decent turnout from a crowd as well. You must be quite uh, looking forward to the next, your next uh, home meeting now. Yeah, can't wait. I just hope it doesn't get rained off again. But, um, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty happy with my score, but also a bit disappointed as well because I know I could have got some more points, and... Uh, yeah, I just want to thank the crowd for coming out and um, just want to apologise for us not winning. But, um, yeah, hopefully, hopefully they come back next time. Looked a bit tricky getting into the first bend a few times. We had a few restarts, didn't we? And a few riders coming unstuck there. Ben Barker, unfortunately, getting in a tangle as well. He's uh, going to be heading off to hospital now too. Yeah, you know, um, this track is so small, as you said before, and uh, everyone wants to get on that one line. So it's it's it's, it's very hard to come into the, the first corner with uh, three other guys wanting to get that same line. So, um yeah, it's, it's very difficult, but uh, if you've got the gate, you're good to go, and it's nearly a win for them. Well, let's look now at the Sports Insure Premiership from last week, because, of course, there was no action on Monday, with it being the British final. So Thursday last week, Sheffield made it four home wins on the spin with an impressive 54-36 victory over Leicester. The Trueplant Tigers providing 11 of the 15 race winners as they kicked on particularly strongly in the second half. A bumper crowd was in attendance for the home debut of Ty Woofenden and the Triple World Champion didn't disappoint as he contributed superbly to an all-round display. Well, bagging 12 plus two bonus on his home debut, we can hear from Ty Woofenden now speaking to Adam Oxley from BBC Radio Sheffield. Ty's kind of home debuts for the Tigers could have gone tonight, couldn't have gone much better really. Oh, could have, could have scored one more point, but uh, no, it was good. I uh, enjoyed it. Uh, it's been a long time since I was last here. I think I last raced here in 2008, possibly. Um, so yeah, it was good to come back. Uh, I really enjoyed the track. The boys are all rode well tonight. And um, yeah, Leicester beat us last time they came here, so it was good to not let that happen again. And we have a pretty pretty big lead going into the last, uh, going into the second leg. So um, yeah, all focused on the playoffs. Yeah, really dominant kind of throughout tonight, but that, that little spell, 9, 10, 11, with, with three five ones in a row, really kind of took it away tonight. Yeah, I, I didn't actually know there was three five ones. I was uh, I was busy running around the pits, getting all the boys dialed. So, uh, yeah, that was perfect. Um, but, yeah, it's uh, still a while to go yet before the playoffs. We've got plenty of fixtures, and uh, hopefully Jack can be back sooner rather than later. Simon just, just talked about you kind of work with the other riders as well on the track and, and off the track as well. Just just how key is that to you as well as your own riding? Uh, I, I've done it my whole career, man. So it, it comes like second nature to me to, you know, look around and see what's going on in the race and, and help the guys out if I'm in a position to. So I uh, had a chat with Louis after that race because there's, uh, there's some, some other tactics that we can do rather than him just staying on the outside and me staying on the inside, um, which will keep our mo- both of our momentums going. So uh, I had a chat with him about that, and we had the same chat in Manchester, but the more we ride together, the more that'll come. How good was it to be back at Ollerton with plenty of memories from your, your younger days? Yeah, like, it's been a long time. I think this was probably one of the first places I came and practised in 2006. And, um, sorry. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's a great place to come back to.
And clearly now I, I suppose you'll be hoping that you can help the, the team kick on, get a few more victories and really push into those playoff places. Yeah, 100%. I think like we're, we're very close. Uh, anything can happen in this sport, as we all know. So, uh, yeah, we'll just keep our head down and get these next fixtures out of the way and um, go from there. Wonderful reaction as well tonight. You've been taking photos and signing autographs and, and seeing everyone. I imagine this is what you get wherever you go, but it, it still still must be special to you. Yeah, it's good. It's, it's part of what we do, man. And uh, I haven't read here for a long time, so it's kind of new to everybody. And uh, there was a great crowd here tonight. Probably one of the biggest they've had so far. So uh, that also means a lot. And uh, a lot of people travelled to come tonight. So uh, yeah, we appreciate all them people and hope they come back every week. Now clearly, it's, a, it's an injury replacement at the minute. Could you potentially stay longer than the month? Possibly. We'll see if I'm good enough. <laughs> Thanks, Tom. We can also hear from the team manager of the Sheffield Tigers. I know we heard from him earlier, but this is speaking after that victory over the Leicester Lions. Simon Stead, also with Adam Oxley at BBC Sheffield. And like I said, Leicester are the only people that overload our colours here this year, so we were desperate to, to turn that round. And um, obviously, this being the first leg of, uh, of the B fixture. We need to um, we need to take a, we need to take some points to Leicester because it's a really tough place to go to. Well, you must be pleased with the, the margin of victory tonight. In particular, you had a really good run, kind of 9, 10, 11, where you put some yeah. five ones together. Yeah, look, I just think consistency all night. You know, it was it was good. We 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 got a bit of a lead going early on. They brought it back a little bit, but then we finished the meeting really, really strong. So as much as you can ask for from the lads, really strong display, great team spirit um, and, uh, and points on the board. And in the context of, of the season, much needed really, closes the gap a, a little bit. You've still got some, some meetings in hand as well and there's still plenty of racing to be done. Yeah, that's right. I mean, the, the, the league table um, is, a, is, a, is a little bit strange at the moment because fixtures are different for every club, but ultimately what will matter is uh, that we put points on the board and continue doing that uh, and it doesn't really matter what the table looks like right now what it matters when it matters will be um, when we've all completed our fixtures and then the playoffs start and it's game on again and of course as home debuts go tonight couldn't have gone much better for, for Ty could it no it's, it's it was great considering he's not ridden here for so long uh, really really good display but what what really impressed me was uh, the team riding with Louis um, the team spirit in the pits is wealth of knowledge that he passes on to, to the rest of the team, which, which helps everybody. So, great addition to Sheffield Speedway. And that's what it's going to be about, isn't it? It's about the other riders as much as anything, picking his brains, taking as much as they can and, and yeah. giving it a bit to each other. Yeah, and look, what, one, one rider doesn't make a Speedway team. So, uh, we all have to do our job, um, myself included. So, uh, if Wolfie can help bring the best out of us, then that's great. And clearly tonight it has the benefit of putting a few bums on seats as we've talked about. 1,500 uh, kind of was what was talked about before and great crowd reaction as well. That, that's just such a benefit for the club, isn't it? Yeah, I think anybody, anybody coming down, uh, any occasional Speedway fans who've come down tonight will have really enjoyed it. Great atmosphere, a big crowd in, always helps. Um, ben Tubami Army giving it 10 nil as usual. Um, so... Uh, I, I think there's a, a real positive buzz about Sheffield Speedway at the moment, Adam, and um, we're, we're getting new people coming back to Speedway again. Uh, so it all helps, and seeing this place buzzing is, 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 is a great sight. And hopefully now just some momentum can kick on. That's four home wins in a row. Do, do you feel that you can really build on tonight and, and carry it forward right through to the playoffs? Well, this, this month in particular is really important with the amount of fixtures that we've got in it. So. Uh, first, and, first and foremost, we need to make sure that our home form is very, very good.
Um, if we can pick some points up on the road, great. Uh, and that will, of course, be our aim. But um, first and foremost, you can't afford to lose at home. And uh, we need to be dominant here. So, so far, so good. There was another fixture taking place on Thursday. It was the Ipswich Witches against the Kingsland Stars. And Mike Boswell was there. The Ipswich Witches secured a 53-37 home victory against the Kingsland Stars last night. Despite being down to five riders after two heats, after Dan Thompson dislocated his shoulder uh, following a first bend bunching at the start of heat number two. A lengthy delay ensued, but when the action recommenced, no team was given an inch after incidents with Danny King, Artem Laguta, Sam Hogan and Daniel Hume all taking tumbles. After eight heats, the scoreline was Witches 26-22 to the Stars. Attacks up by the Stars in Heat 10 failed to close the gap up as Emil Seifundadov continued to show others the best way around Foxhall, especially after beating the track record which has stood for the past five years in Heat number 1. Heat 15 was the formalities again Emil won from the gate and the Witches fans went home happy. Witches team manager Richie Hawkins says it was more than just the riders who helped the win. Super proud of the team. Um, exhausted, I'm sure they are. Um, five men to, to pull that off. It was a terrific effort. A brilliant team performance. Well, to be fair, it's not just five men. You know, there was six, seven, eight mechanics all working for the boys, all for the team, and uh, you know they contributed just as much as the five riders. And you know, it's one big team effort. And I'm yeah, super proud of them all. Well, looking at the week ahead, it's uh, quite an interesting week, actually, at the top of the Sports Insure Premiership. Ipswich bid to set their rivals a target for the top four as they visit Kings Lynn on Thursday and Wolverhampton on Monday. Wolves are in local derby action at Leicester on Thursday night. Uh, whilst Sheffield hosts Peterborough, the Panthers and the Tigers meet in Monday's televised fixture on Eurosport at the East of England Arena, whilst leaders Bellevue take on Kings Lynn at the National Speedway Stadium. Switching to the Cab Direct Championship, it's been a fairly busy week there, uh, particularly at the top end of the table. The Pool Pirates took on the Oxford Cheaters. It went all the way down to the bitter end for the aggregate bonus point, ultimately the final heat being awarded, something that Neil Middleditch didn't necessarily agree with speaking on BSN. Yeah, that's right. I think, you know, it's a shame to finish a meeting like that really, wasn't it? But, you know, it's one of those things the referee didn't want to do a rerun, so he said all the racing was done. So, um, yeah, he awarded it. But, yeah, it's uh, start the meeting. I said to the boys, you know, 14 points. It's, it's, it's a tough call against a team like Oxford. Yeah. Um, and I said, you know, really, what the main aim is to win the meeting in front of our home crowd. And we did that. So, so, so I am pleased. And you've won the meeting comfortably. Yep. And you're that close to doing what you said, you know. It's tough against this side. They're a very good Oxford team. And you were almost that close to getting the aggregate point as well. Yeah, that's right. And, and, and I think, um, you know, what we wanted to do was show that we are good round here because yeah. obviously we're going to be racing well probably going to be racing Oxford again at some stage so you know we had to stamp a bit of authority on the meeting tonight um, and, I, and I think we did just that a couple of one of the Oxford boys came up to me and said Lee what is it about this place because it's not necessarily a tricky track in any way but the home form and the home you know control is just immense and it always has been Neil yeah it has and it's a funny, funny story I saw people who heard it but when, when Darcy moved from here to Swindon I remember uh, yeah he came, he came back to Paul and, and didn't win a race yeah there you, you know, go I mean and, and he, he said it's so different coming here to race against Paul that's riding with Paul but but no good, good meeting tonight I think the fans were the winner Speedway was the winner tonight I think it was a good meeting um, and you know hope we get many more like it yeah I completely agree and just uh, just just on your score chart your side I mean he got rider of the night the standout was Anders tonight it was just fantastic yeah absolutely I mean you know when he makes a start he is very hard to catch um, 
you know, he misses his fourth drive, missed the start on that one. But yeah, I mean, reserve scoring that many points. Uh, it's, it's immense, it, it, isn't it? It's a match winner, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. And you, when you know you've got that in your team where Anders can now move back up into the main body and Kyle could possibly drop back down again, that's lovely to have that, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It is. And, you know, Kyle was a little bit put out that I took him out of that. He, yeah, I, said to, I said to him, you know, Anders has had three on the trot, mate. Yeah. You know, I've got, I've got to do it. And, I, and I've been yeah. doing it to Anders pulling him out and putting Kyle in in, in, a, in a previous meeting. Yeah, that's but, right. You know, yeah, swings and roundabouts. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. My, my job to try and win meetings and, and tonight was to try and get the aggregate and, and we got so, so close. Very, very close. So, yeah, well done on the win tonight, Neil. Thank you for joining us okay. and giving us your time. Cheers. Thank you very and, much. And uh, good luck for the rest of the Cheers, season. Thanks, buddy. Legend. Thanks, Neil. Elsewhere, the Glasgow Tigers remain strongly in the hunt for honours with their 55-35 home win over Plymouth. But it was Ben Basso who was the star of the show Bagging a full maximum and speaking after that fixture, he spoke to Paul Bowen, also on BSN. Benjamin Basso, mate, you were on fire. How good do you feel right now? Over the moon, mate, to be fair. You know, it, it was a quite tough match today with uh, Richie and Carl. Um, but, yeah, we pulled through and <laughs> apparently I got the maximum in the end. You, mate, you got the maximum in the end, mate. You was absolutely hauling. We're going to take a look at Heat 15 for you just in one second. Talk to me about the start here, because you didn't get the gate, did we? Yeah, I made a decent gate, but you can see Kyle, he's a bit harsh on me in the first corner, but, you know, it is what it is. I'm a harsh rider myself, so I can take it, you know. he moved Oh, he really did push right. you there, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, he did. Um, so I was only thinking one thing from there, just chase, chase, chase. When, um, so it doesn't knock your confidence, the fact that he's giving you the elbow? Nah, not at all, you know. Just, <laughs> to be fair, at the moment I think I thought, like, all right, I'll just nail him back then. That's how we play, but <laughs> nah, I passed him clean and you know it was good racing. But I was pretty much under pressure the whole time from Richie on the inside. But I kept my cool and kept the line and tried a few different different things. You can see I, I'm, I'm thinking about the cutback, but nah, he's still on the inside, so yeah, just move wide. You're kind of trying to pass one, but not let the other one pass you. Yeah, is, is it a really big mental mental game when you're like that? Yeah, definitely. And also here, I was like, oh. Yeah. Outside again. <laughs> Here we go. Oh, it's literally split decisions. Decisions. Yeah. You're not planning it. You're just making it up as you go along. Exactly. Exactly. Um, quick thinking. So, like I say, I think we're getting into this. Is I think yeah. you're going for the pass. He made the mistake there, not going wide again, and it just gave me the run. He looks, tried to shut the door, but yeah, just get my wheel in front and keep the outside line. And I know it's one. It was going to drag me to the finish line. So. Yeah, you think he just made that mistake? Look at that last run there. Yeah, that's it. Did you did you knew you had it coming into that last corner? Yeah, I did because. Did you? Know, you? It was like more on the inside, so I thought maybe he's going wide, and I'm going to do the cutback, or I'm just going to keep my line. But he didn't move wide, so it was the right decision. Mate, that was absolutely awesome. So you're obviously happy with tonight. Definitely, you know, this is the kind of. Actually, that race is the kind of race that can keep you going for weeks. And just, it was amazing. It was on television tonight because we normally have pretty good heat 15s out here. Um, so yeah, I'm happy. But that was all, mate. So is it down to the Lamborghini garage to uh, buy a new car after the tonight? <laughs> nah, it's not. You know, I'm flying out to to Poland tomorrow. So oh, maybe a Fourth Day or then. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Benjamin, absolutely fantastic stuff tonight. Thanks for giving us and the viewers yeah. at home a great no show. Yeah. Thank you very much, Cheers. mate. Thank you. See uh, well, we've got Jacob Hook here as well. Jacob, come on, come on in, come on in the booth. Let's let's have a bit of you tonight. You have been one busy boy tonight. Yeah, not enough points, though. Hey, not enough points, but you did not disgrace yourself. You've literally just come back. Obviously, you got the sack from Edinburgh. You've had an injury. You've come back. I personally think you've done well. You've got to be happy, especially in your last ride, because you was leading it out. Yeah, no, for sure, um, and Klaus is no slouch around here, but um, yeah, one thing to take away from tonight, I think, is I had, I had Klaus in, um, yeah, heat five, and by the end of the race, he was a full straight ahead of me, you know what I mean, and 
in heat, heat 14, I was battling with him for two laps until I started trying a little bit hard, and then I was getting tired towards the end, and that's when I just made those few little mistakes and nearly ended up in the fence. I thought I was going in there. <laughs> I was going to say, honest. mate, is, let me just set them pants. Yep, they're all right. Yeah. <laughs> I thought, oh, uh, yeah, I was just hoping for the best, hold it flat and ride it out. Yeah, mate, it was... It, my heart was in my mouth, I must admit, but... Yeah, so coming, obviously, you've done the National League, coming in the traffic, it's just a whole new game, isn't it, to, to battle with these boys, and just to come in fresh off the bat, it's your first one since when? How, how long? Uh, three weeks, so, yeah. Yeah, oh, we, yeah, we, yeah so we got you your race. there, I just locked up too much. And... Oh. Did you think you'd lost it at all? Because it literally used to be a bull rider, a bit of a rodeo there. Yeah, no, when it, when it lifted, I've actually done it a few times around here. I've, I've hit that bag before, um... But yeah, as, when I come in, see, they ripped from about like a quarter into the corner, so it was a little bit slick coming in, and I just was trying that a little bit hard and just reefed the bike a little bit too much coming in on the slick, so it spun me around, and then when I hit the dirt, I was already fully locked, and it just went up, and it was hang on and hold, hope for the best. Mate, that was good. So, other than the rodeo and, and a few little bills, like I say, you don't sound like you're super pumped with tonight, but you've got to admit... You had some really good highlights. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, I showed speed in some races, so I'm happy with that. For the first couple, I just had the wrong setup. My first race, the clutch slipped from the get-go. Um, I literally was like a sitting duck out of the gate, and it was yeah. So for a couple of races, I was having a little bit of clutch issues, and then yeah, made a few changes toward the end of the night and started to get some speed. So happy with what we've done, and definitely one to put in the notebook. Mate, I think you did superb. Do you think the phone's going to be ringing now? I hope so. I, I just want to ride, really, to be You've honest. You've heard it here, man. He just ring that bell. Ring him up. Ring it. He's here. He's available. Paul Bowen speaking with Jacob Hook there, who had a, a guest appearance, but certainly looked to be getting back to uh, his best following a bit of a layoff through injury. Looking at the week ahead then, well, the leaders, Oxford Cheaters, look to strengthen their position at Edinburgh on Friday. But Poole have got a run of home matches to come, starting with Redcar on Wednesday and then against Edinburgh on Sunday. The Bears' Southern Tour um, began at Plymouth, obviously, this evening, uh, then on to Poole on Wednesday night. Uh, They then host the Birmingham Brummies on Friday at the Echo Arena, but uh, plenty of other important fixtures on Friday as well. Glasgow looking to keep the pressure on the top two. They host Berwick with a return at Shieldfield Park 24 hours later. And uh, that's the way things look in the Cab Direct Championship. Also, Birmingham face a Coventry B select side at Perry Bar Wednesday night. Chris Harris uh, is lining up to lead the visitors as uh, efforts continue to return the sport to the historic Brandon Stadium. So all the very best of luck to everyone involved in that. And just a quick look at the fixtures finally. Uh, looking at Wednesday then in the Championship, it's Poole versus Redcar, National Development League, Oxford versus Workington. And there's that challenge match, Birmingham versus Coventry. Thursday, back to Sports Insure Premiership action, Kings Lynn versus Ipswich, Leicester versus Wolves, and Sheffield versus Peterborough. Friday in the Cab Direct Championship, it's Edinburgh versus Oxford, Glasgow versus Berwick, and Redcar versus Birmingham. Saturday in the Championship, Berwick versus Glasgow. Sunday, Poole versus Edinburgh. Poole riding on a Sunday at 5pm. National Development League, Kent versus Mildenhall. Kent versus Oxford. So they've got a double header on Sunday. 
And then on Monday, it's Bellevue versus Kings Lynn, Wolves versus Ipswich, and Peterborough versus Sheffield in the Sports Insure Premiership. And next Tuesday, Plymouth are back in action. Big one for them. They host the Glasgow Tigers at 7 o'clock. Thanks for your company this week. Keep up to date with everything happening across British Speedway online at the British Speedway website and indeed the socials. All the info first and official there. Uh, as uh, soon as we have it and we'll catch you next week next Wednesday for another episode of No Breaks No Fear No Breaks No Fear the official British Speedway podcast Sports Social Podcast Network